0: Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. Luke chapter number one, he says, the Bible says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this might be. Then Mary answered unto the angel, saying, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold... Thy cousin Elizabeth, she also hath conceived a son in her old age. and This is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of the I want to preach a message very quickly here this morning entitled, The Faith of Christmas. The Faith of Christmas. Let's pray together, and we're going to jump right into this this morning. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that you have done. God, I thank you for the the faith and the bravery of these young people that stood to present the uh, presentation that they gave this morning. And Father, I pray and ask today that as all of this is given, God, that you would receive the honor and glory that's due your name in and through it. And Father, as we come to uh, this time of the service, as we continue through the reading of your word and as we expound upon it, Father, that God, you, those thousands of years ago, gave Your Son in a miraculous fashion. Something that we would never have dreamed up, something that we would never have thought on our own. But God, You did it, and You made it happen. But Father, we know that in that, as this young woman, Mary, approached this time in her life, God, what faith she must have had. The faith that she traveled in quickly became sight to her. And God, I am grateful this morning that our faith doesn't have to remain faith, that it often becomes sight. And God, I pray this morning that as we sit here, and as we share your word, that, Father, again, if there is anyone here that does not know you as their personal Lord and Savior, that, Father, today might be that day that they would come to you, that they would know you, and know the wonderfulness of your gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, help us in this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. I want you to take notice here in just three things uh, very quickly here about Mary. As the angel approached her and the angel began to speak to Mary in a way that she had really never been spoken to or about before. The Bible tells us in these first few verses that we read back in Luke chapter 1 that Mary was afraid. She was troubled at this saying, and not just at the saying uh, per se, but uh, simply at uh, what he said, but who was saying it? This was not someone that she had ever met before. It's not like she had a trusted parent or a brother or someone like that come in and give her this message. No, this was an angel from the Lord. And as we see in other instances, whenever an angel would appear, most times there was a little bit of fear and a little bit of apprehension that was going on. And for Mary, it was no different. As the Bible says, she was troubled at his saying And she cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And as I think about Mary's faith, I contrast that even with our faith today. And I want to say that sometimes faith can be troubling. Faith can be troubling. And it was for Mary. And she heard and she listened to what this angel might say, but it still caused her to wonder of what does this mean? Now as she stood there and she wondered, and as she was a little troubled, of course the angel uh, saying to her in verse number 30, said, fear not, for thou hast found favor with God. Can I submit to you this morning that you too have found wonderful favor with God? We have nothing to fear today. The Bible says that perfect love casteth out fear. And there is nothing in this world more perfect than the love of God. There is nothing that you and I have to fear today. But yet for Mary, there is a time of faith that can be troubling. But I want to say to you number two uh, this morning as she comes in uh, verse number 34, as the angel has just finished up uh, telling her, she, he says, Listen, Mary, don't be afraid. He says, you found favor with God. Nothing to be afraid of here, Mary. But just wanted to let you know, you're going to have a son. You're going to call his name Jesus. He's going to be and sit on the throne of David, his father. He's going to reign forever over the house of Jacob. And his kingdom is not going to have an end, Mary. Now you can imagine, if you will, that while the first salutation troubled her, imagine how this one would have gone. And in that, as she was troubled, of course, in this, uh, you can see she wants to know in verse number 34, as she says uh, to this angel who just goes through and gives her this pronouncement, and he says, well, she says, well, wait a second. How is this going to happen? How is this going to be? I've never known a man. She says, I've never known a man. And so while faith can be troubling, I want to submit to you, number two, how that faith can also be confusing at times. You ever notice that? You ever notice how faith, when God calls us to something and calls us to something that we've got to make this next step, but we're not exactly sure how it's going to turn out. I don't know about you, but I kind of like to know what's happening next, don't you? The next step, I think, in, in all sincerity here this morning, it ought to be known. I mean I want to know where I'm going. We have stairs in our home and not too long ago, I it was early in the morning and the we have a cat and the cat stopped on the stairs as I was going down and I stopped and I pet the cat and uh, I, I thought... I was at the bottom. I was not at the bottom. I was still three steps up. And when I took that next step down, the lights were all off. Everyone was asleep. Uh, I went and I just went all the way down. I fell on my side and a little embarrassed, even though no one was awake except for me. I thought, I hope nobody heard that. I like to know the next step. But faith can be confusing sometimes. While I like to know the next step, I also like to know the next 10 steps, don't you? I like to know the next 100 steps and the next 1,000 steps. And if I'm going to be completely transparent and honest this morning, I like to know all the steps ahead. Faith doesn't work like that, does it? I think that's part of what makes faith so troubling at times and so confusing at times. Of course, we travel with GPSs today, but I am old enough to remember the times where we had to use a paper map. Some of you still use a paper map, and I salute you. Because you know the GPS, it doesn't get it, Always right. Something else I'm learning I'm learning to use GPS through Bluetooth. For those of you who have not tried that yet, I'll just give you a fair warning GPS with Bluetooth is delayed. Sometimes it's delayed so much that it tells you to turn after you have passed your turn. It happens. Even though I told you a little bit ago, this is the turn, it's coming up. But if you're not paying attention, how often are we not paying attention to God? He's told us. We're to travel by faith. Mary wanted to know, how is this supposed to be? I've never known a man. And it was confusing. And sometimes we get confused. Well, Here's the thing about questions, and I remind you of this. I don't think we can be reminded enough that it's okay to question. Because questions get answers, don't they? Because Mary said, how can this thing be? I've never known a man. The angel didn't say, Mary, shh, don't ask questions. That's not for you to know. No, the angel said, well, you want to know? I'll tell you. The Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. The power of the highest is going to overshadow you. And the holy thing that is born of thee shall be called the Son of God. He said, Mary, you don't have to have known a man for this to happen. You think she was more confused now? Probably so. But then he said, in verse 36, he says, Now, your cousin Elizabeth, you you know the one that's called barren because she's so old she's never had a child. So they called her barren. He said, just so you're aware, she is 6 months pregnant. Really? Really? And then he says in verse 37, for with God nothing shall be impossible. So while I submit to you that faith can be troubling at times, and I submit to you that faith can be confusing at times. When we see Mary's response in verse number 38, after the angel said, for with God nothing shall be impossible, the scripture says that Mary stated, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. So here's Mary who was troubled, she's confused, but now Faith has to be followed at times. It has to be followed. And if I say at times, what I really mean is faith should be followed every time. Mary said, okay, I understand I'm a little troubled by this. I'm even a little confused in this, but if you say so. If this is what God wants, okay. And we see Mary... She goes to see if what the angel said was true. Elizabeth, her cousin, six months pregnant? Really? And I don't know if this expresses any doubt on Mary or not, but listen to me, sometimes while faith must be followed, sometimes faith has to become sight, doesn't it? We just simply have to see to believe. So Mary hastens off to Elizabeth's. And the first thing that happens So the Bible says the baby leaped in her womb. Elizabeth cries out, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence? Is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Now, hold on a second. Who told Elizabeth? Mary hadn't told her yet. Mary hadn't spoken a word. But as soon as she walked in, Elizabeth knew. And then, in my opinion, is when Mary knew. This is happening. Mary traveled in faith. Yes, it was trouble. Yes, it was a little confusing. But can I say to you lastly that sometimes faith can be exciting at times. The faith life is one of the most exciting lives you can ever live. No, you may not know what the next step may bring. But if you know God is guiding your steps, you'll be okay. If you know God is guiding your steps, you will be okay. And the one thing that faith requires when God comes calling is an action in belief, yielding yourself to God. An action in belief as you yield yourself to God in that next step. You see Mary's faith here. I I think it's pretty evident that Mary was a woman of faith. But I wonder if your faith is similar to Mary's. First, I wonder, do you have faith? You see, I know that when we are confronted with the fact that we are sinners. It can be troubling, can't it? Like, like one of those, who? Me? A sinner? No. I'm not as bad as fill in the blank. Or some people may say, well, I've never done X. Me, a sinner? But when you're truly confronted with the fact that there is sin in your life, I tell you, it can be troubling. Troubling. I wish I could stand, and if I say I wish, I don't wish. I'm glad for this fact, but could you imagine this morning if you were to stand up front right down here and One by one, people started naming your sin. If we were to ask for volunteers, who would like to go first? Anyone? Anyone at all? Dan, what do you say? Your game? Let's go first. Come on up. Just let people start naming your sin. We'll even start with your mom first. And then we'll move on to your sister. And then we'll come down here and just one by one. How many of you say, that would be real comforting? How many of you say, no, that's troubling? Oh, that's troubling. And I'm not talking about made up stuff or accusations. I'm talking about facts. Sins you've committed. No one wants that. That would be extremely troubling. Sometimes faith is that. But I'll tell you, when we learn that there's a Savior who was willing to die in my place for my sin, I'll tell you, even after being saved for 35 plus years, it still confuses me. There are days I get confused by. How can a God have that much love to give His only Son to die in my place? To pay for something that He didn't do, that I did. And if I can just remind you of this, that you did, it can be confusing. It can be troubling. Because I wonder, why would anyone do that? Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. Why would anyone do that other than love? We're reminded in the book of John that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Listen, we get caught up in the excitement of Christmas. I love Luke 1 and 2 to read about, to hear about Jesus coming. But may I remind you that and Luke 1 and 2 was not Jesus' beginning. For He has neither beginning nor ending. But it certainly was our beginning, wasn't it? But when Jesus came, as wonderful as it is, He came to die. The excitement of His birth, the excitement of His coming is exclamated in His death. Because He died for you. He died for me. died for the entire world. That anyone that calls upon His name shall be saved. When we come to that saving knowledge that is in Christ that I can go to heaven for eternity, it ought to bring an excitement. It ought to bring an excitement that again, Christmas isn't simply about the coming of Christ. It's about what He did. Why He came. He came to save you. Romans it says, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us. But the glorious thing is that he didn't stay dead, amen. Oh, well, he was buried upon his death. And for three days he laid there, as folks wondered again. Troubled and confused. Because faith can be that sometimes. But after that third day. Up from the grave he arose. As the songwriter said. Up from the grave. With a mighty triumph. over his foes. Listen friend I don't know where you're at this morning. But I want to tell you that I do understand that faith can be troubling. When you're faced with the fact that you're a sinner, it can be troublesome. Faith can be confusing. Why would Christ die for me? Why would Christ die for you? God's love explains it. Listen, I want faith to be exciting for you. Knowing that you can know a Savior like I know the Savior ought to excite you. Again, I have no idea who's here this morning. You may have trusted Christ years ago. You may be here, and this is the first time you're ever hearing about this. Either way, you can trust Him. You can trust Him. If you've trusted Christ long ago, you ought to trust Him more today. If you've never heard this wonderful, exciting opportunity of faith, you don't want to miss it. Let this be the day that you come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Because whether you want to stand up and admit it to everybody else or not, God knows you're a sinner. That is why He gave His Son. To die for you. So that you... Might live forever in eternity with him, his son, the saints of God. Because the alternative of no faith is a place that was created for Lucifer and his demons, it's a place called hell. I love bragging on heaven. It's going to be a wonderful place. It's going to be glorious, amazing, beyond our imagination. But much like that, hell is going to be more terrifying, more awful, than what we could ever imagine as well. Don't let your pride your sin allow you to go to a place called heaven when heaven is free. If you believe what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary for you and that he rose the third day according to the scripture that you might live forever in eternity instead of dying forever in eternity. We'll have every head bowed, every eye closed this morning.